Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. I'm like, I'm going to call the cops. And uh, as I'm going to call the cops, he proceeds to grab my phone and throw it against the wall, and it's broken. At this point, I was in shock uh, because... Sorry. It was just very scary for me because I just felt like I had nothing to protect me. This is the plaintiff, Kimberly Kusakanki. She says the defendant, her older brother, owes her for an iPhone he grabbed from her hands and smashed against a wall, shattering the thing. This whole incident has shattered her family dynamic, and she's suing him for $2,592.94 for a new phone and emotional distress. This is the defendant, Andrew Kusakanki. He says the plaintiff threatened to call the cops on him. And three years of family frustration came out and he grabbed her iPhone. Their whole relationship has now changed. The plaintiff is at fault for what happened and he owes her nothing. He's accused of completely losing it. All parties, please use your right hands. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is our presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Kusakanki, you are suing your brother uh, for $2,592.94, part of that for a new iPhone that, according to you, he bashed, and uh, an additional $1,500 for emotional distress. Tell me what happened. Yes, ma'am. Um, so, basically, I'm going to start... This incident happened July 11th. I'm going to start in June. Uh, me and my br other brother, our other brother, Kenneth, we were all having a discussion, and my father said, oh, the parking spot to the right will be rented out in July. Uh, so basically, there's two parking spots, the one on the left, the one on the right, and we also had the driveway. Due to like us having him holding the building and us having those three spots, we all got a spot. And since we are siblings, um, someone could park in the front, and we could simply call them and be like, hey, can you move the car if we had to go? Due to the fact that someone was renting the other spot, now we only have one spot instead of three. So exactly. now you so went from being able. So, right. But here's what I don't understand. Where do you guys live? Do you guys live in that in that building that your father owns? At that time, I was living there, uh, but then I moved out here to Long Island to my family's house. Okay. Did you, Mr. Kusakanki, live in that building? Yes, I've I've lived here for I would say at least. Do you live with your? Years. Do you live with your parents? No, they live in um, Long Island, and so, I, I live here in Astoria. Oh, I was born in Astoria. This is Astoria? Oh, 
Oh, I, have, yes. I just had a little warm spot in my chest. <laughs> All right, yes, here's what I'm trying to understand, though. Why are you guys parking in your father's building? Do you guys live in the area? You were living in that building at the time. That's what I'm trying to understand. How yes. many of these siblings? Because y'all are grown, right? Like, how old are you, yeah. Miss Kusakanki? Yeah. I just Ms. turned 21 Kusakanki. yesterday. Okay, and how old are you, Mr. Kusakanki? I'm 33. And how old is the other sibling we're talking about? He's 23. 23. Okay. 23. At the time when it became an issue, because you all wanted that space, what did you want it for? It's because you lived in the area or lived in the building? You say yes, Mr. Kusakanki. And you were also in the area. Was Kenneth also in the area at the time or no? Not really. No. So Kenneth was, it's really all between you two. That's what was happening. So what did the dad who owns the building at that meeting, when you guys had this discussion, what did dad say it would be? So in June, he was not there this first meeting. It was me and Kenneth. And uh, so I asked him, oh, whoever comes first, it is first come, first serve, correct? And my dad was like, yes, first come, first serve, because that just seems fair. So it's first come, first serve. So this is June. Does anything else happen in June before this July incident? Uh, In the beginning of July, my father had said uh, the spot was rented out. And uh, my father had told us, oh, the doctor is renting out the spot, but he will not be here because he's traveling. He will not be here till July 14th. This scenario took place on July 11th. Uh, So I actually had just arrived from Florida and I was staying in Astoria due to the fact that uh, I wanted to stay away from my parents because we had the two week quarantine period. So I stayed in Astoria. Where in the building are you quarantining? Who just who's who were you staying with? Oh, Oh, my room, my room. I had that second floor for myself. Okay, got you. All right, so you park there, and then what happens? I park there at around, like, 7 to 8, and uh, I receive a call, and my dad calls me. And as I said before, the parking spot next to it was available uh, till the 14th. So my dad calls me, and he's like, oh, I need you to move the car. I was like, oh, but why? And he's like, oh, because Andy needs to park there. And I'm like, but you said that this was first come, first serve. And he just... He basically wasn't having, he was like, oh, just, uh, he just basically wanted to give in to what he wanted. You mean your father wanted to give in to what the defendant wanted? To what the defendant wanted, correct. And you did not, uh, because you felt he could just park in that empty doctor space because the doctor wasn't coming back for three more days. Is that correct? Yes. So you thought your brother was being a jerk and you didn't feel like moving the car? Correct. But the owner of the space, which is your father, had told you to move the car? Correct. Yeah, I think we got a little baggage here between you and your brother. So then what happens? So I do not move the car. Uh, I get a call around like 2 a.m. and it said, Andrew. So I didn't pick up. And then I saw my dad call. So um, I pick up the phone and he just tells me to move the car. So I'm like, okay. I go out to move the car and all of a sudden I hear, I'm going to break your windows. What? Uh, and then I look and I see, and it's oh from God. the McDonald's parking lot across the street. He's in the drive-through. Uh, the defendant is known for road rage, so I figure, oh, maybe he's talking to the guy in front of him. He goes the wrong way down the runway and speeds right in front of my car. I think that he's going to crash into me. And in the video that I have provided, you will hear the skirt of him, like, you know, going really fast towards my car. I froze up, so I, I couldn't start the car at this point. So all I have to keep me safe is my car and my phone. My car, is, it's done. It's, it's not turning on. Um, Why so isn't it turning on? The remote had ran out of battery. And uh, he slams his door closed, slams on my hood, 
then slams on the window and he's screaming at me. He opens the door and I'm like, what is wrong with you? And I'm like, I'm going to call the cops. And uh, as I'm going to call the cops, he proceeds to grab my phone and throw it against the wall and it's broken. At this point, I was in shock uh, because... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it was just very scary for me because I just felt like I had nothing to protect me. <laughs> he was yelling at me and I just didn't know what to do. And, and I got out of the car. I was scared that he was gonna hit me. And all you hear in the video is me saying like, this is all over a parking spot, like don't hit me. And it, w it was just scary. And uh, I didn't know what to do, so I just stood still. Like that's the only time, that's the only time in my life I felt like I'm so scared that I might pee myself. I was shaking and it was just not a good situation because it's like, I don't know what else to do. I don't have a phone. My car's not working, but thank God that my aunt lives down the block. So I walk to my aunt's house and he proceeds to follow me to my aunt's house. Uh, my aunt's daughter lives on the top floor, so I'm ringing both doorbells as fast as I can so she can let me in and she finally lets me in and it just, I, I felt safe. This is at two in the morning that you're ringing both doorbells of your aunt and her daughter, your cousin? Yes. And, and I call my dad and I'm like, dad, like he broke my phone, this, I'm breaking down crying. And my dad just says like, you should have moved the car. And I'm like, I understand that, but that gives him no right to treat me that way. Because your honor, this has been going on for way too long that he gets whatever he wants and it's not fair. Everybody accustoms to him wow. because he has wow. anger issues. And you will, he's laughing now, but you'll see the video, your honor. You'll see the video. <laughs> Let me hear from you, Mr. Kusakanki. Let me hear okay. from you. What's your version of this? Your, yes, Your Honor. So this actually dates back uh, many years, actually maybe three, four years that this has been going on. Um, she does not contribute to the family the way that she doesn't help out. So something as, as little as Financially chores. Financially or some garbage. other way? No, what, no, chores. Okay, so you mean chores, helping like out. Helping okay. out. Yeah, not chores. financially. Yeah, not financially. Um, just chores around the house, helping out the family. Um, you know, my brother and I, we were raised, uh, the, my, the way my father and my mother raised us was with a lot of family values. So my father's always been the type to say, anything that I'm going to give you is because you're going to earn it, not because we're just going to give it to you because that's not how life is. Uh, my father started out as a dishwasher in this country, so he knows what it is to come up in the ranks, work hard, and and you know, and get and earn. After all that hard work, earn it. What's your father do so, now? Uh, well, he owns property now, so he owns uh, multiple houses. So you know, he's a uh, he's someone I look up to. I have a lot of respect for, and uh, I you know, I really feel bad. My father started his, off in Astoria yeah. as a dishwasher when he came from Cuba. Yeah. So go yeah. on. Yeah. So I just recently moved into the first floor and I signed a lease agreement with my father. He told me, he goes, look, this apartment is yours, along with that parking space. He said, nobody's gonna park in that parking space but you. Are you saying that your father never told you that, hey, you know, the parking space is first come, first serve? Correct. Did Kenneth or your sister ever park in the parking spot, and then you were the one who had to park behind? Uh, no, no. I mean, if it was, if it, if they did, and I think they may have a couple of times, I would call them and they would move the car. Oh, so then that was the procedure. First come, first serve. And whoever comes mm -hmm. afterwards just moves the car. So what made you mad this night to call your dad and mm -hmm. tell your dad to call her and to tell her to move the car? 
Why did that uh, happen because, on this night? Um, well, first of all, my sister and I, we don't get along, you know, uh, at all. And she does, she has done things to get me upset on purpose. You know, she thinks she just runs everything. And she, again, doesn't contribute to the family. Like, she hasn't helped with the garbage. She hasn't helped with anything whatsoever. So I don't really have respect for somebody in our family who doesn't do anything at all. Okay. And now, let's look at what happened that night. That's you getting into the car, right? And you closing the door. And that's you speeding up and screeching, burning rubber. talk to your father the person who came here as a dishwasher worked his way up to providing for every single stinking one of you grown children so that you guys have a place to live and a parking lot to argue about this is your idea of family values your father taught you how to be a good person and your sister doesn't take out the garbage this is you talking to your father that night there is no excuse for your behavior especially over a stupid parking space and what your father needs to do because i hope he saw these videos is tell all of you grow up you're 30-something, go get your own apartment that doesn't have anything to do with problems with siblings. Because your parents do not have to live like this. They do not have to live with whatever baggage you're talking about causing you at 2 in the morning to lose it like this. You ripped the phone out of your sister's hands and threw it against the concrete wall. And then you called your father at 3 in the morning. You terrified your sister. You tell me how that Tell me what warped sense of family values that is. Tell me. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. That was, that was completely wrong. I mean, I, I completely oh, you see think? that. In, Do yeah. you see that now? 
you have an anger management problem that you need to address, okay? I would feel better if since July, you had paid for her iPhone. Then I would think this is an isolated incident. You know, he lost it that night, but he realizes how wrong he was. Tell me how it is that you have never offered to pay for that phone. I did offer to pay for the phone. I did offer to pay. She just didn't uh, accept my offers. I actually, my father was a mediator and he said, okay, well, how, how would you like to pay 800 to begin with? And I said, to be honest, I don't want to pay $800, you know? He goes, okay, fine, 600. 600 was the last deal. I was like, okay, fine, 600. And my father goes, okay, you know what? I can give her the rest. I was like, all right, dad. You know, go to her with that. All right, you know with, what? With dad that, has I to just... stop enabling you people, and I hope Dad is listening to me because I have nothing but the utmost respect for Dad. But Dad needs to stop enabling you folks. What your father's doing is a path of least resistance. He succumbs to the guy who's angry, he, 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 which is terrible to the other kids. It's not right. He, he wakes up at 2 in the morning and just tells everybody, oh, okay, just make the peace. He turns around and tells you who ripped the... Let's see that again. Let's just take a look at that, shall we? Let's see what it is that happens with the phone at two in the morning. Why should your father have to pay for that? Why should your father have to pay anything for a phone that you, in anger, shattered? He shouldn't pay diddly squat. You shouldn't let him pay diddly squat. Let me ask you a question. Have you and your sister spoken since July? No. How, you, how do, what do you think that's doing to your parents? No, they're very unhappy about everything that's happened and everything that's been going on uh, for the past. And this has been going on. I mean, we haven't really been on good terms for a while now um, due to, again, you know, I feel like she doesn't contribute. So she doesn't I've take out the garbage. She doesn't take out the garbage, so you smash her no, iPhone. It, Come it, on, it, man. No, you got to see was, this, and you got to see it, this for what it is. Yeah. She's suing for $1,092.94, which is what the phone cost. She's also suing for $1,500 for emotional distress. What would you like to respond to that part of her lawsuit? Well, that, uh, you know, I, I apologize for my outburst, my behavior, because that wasn't right. And I know I definitely do need to you know, find and seek help for that um, because it's not uh, speaking to her and speaking to my father, you know, like that is, is very, just a really big sorry to to her and, and definitely to my father for, for that. All right. That was definitely on me. I am uh, ordering him to pay you back uh, the, the value of the iPhone. And what I'm gonna do is uh, I'm going to also order him to pay you double the value of the iPhone. Therefore, I am finding in your favor in the amount of $2,185.88, that second amount being for emotional distress. I wish you all good luck. Um, I sincerely hope that whatever apology you just gave her was actually from your heart and that after you both go your own way, that you reach out. If you really meant it, you won't mind reaching out because your family, your parents especially, deserve better. Verdict for the plaintiff, $2,185.88. Andrew, let me ask you a question. What are you thinking about what just happened and what the judge had to say to you? How do you feel right now?
I mean, you know, what she said makes sense. Um, I should have never done that. And, um, you know, definitely, uh, definitely was, uh, th this was on me. So your sister's here. She's, she's watching all of this. Do you want to talk to her direct? You said you haven't talked to her in a couple of months. Would you like to apologize in person? Sure. Yeah, sure. Like, Kimberly? You know, Kimberly, honestly, I'm sorry for, for reacting that way and for scaring you. Obviously I would never lay hands on you and I would never harm you in that way, but I can see how it came off. Obviously it was, it was terrible. It was horrible. And I'm really sorry for, for doing that. Okay. Um, I'm definitely getting help for that. Uh, but I just want to say sincerely, I'm, I'm really sorry for that. Um, and, um, you know, I hope we can move forward from this. Kimberly, what do you, do you want to say something to your brother? I'm thankful that it's a bigger authority than just my father. Cause I feel like my father would just let him, you know, I had to move the car just so he wouldn't make a scene in front of the building. And I felt like if he was really sorry, he would have said that the couple months that we had before this. But I appreciate the apology. I'm always willing to forgive. Well, Andrew, she's accepting your apology. Let's see what the judges feel about this case now, because there's a lot to talk about. Wow, this was tough to watch. The videos were terrifying, and certainly uh, the plaintiff, she was genuinely hurt. And uh, the, there was nothing fake about the tears that she was shedding uh, during the case and at the end. So, God. do you think he meant it? Do you think he was just embarrassed at how it looked on television, or do you think he actually meant it? Because that was her comment. You know, I feel if he really was sorry, he would have called me in the last four months and paid the money. I think he may really be uh, genuine. Well, if he wasn't serious about it in the last few months, I hope he's serious about it now. Amen. So, Susan says, Hey, Harvey, uh, if one sister dies and never married, and there is an old copy of the will, not an original, what happens to her assets and other personal belongings with only two sisters left in the family? Okay, I am not going to give you a square answer to that question because a lot is going to depend on the state, whether a state would accept a copy of a will. If they would, then the will controls. If it doesn't pass muster because you need an original, then you have what you call intestate succession. And that means in order of closeness to the person, they inherit. And if the sisters are the closest to the person who died, they will inherit equally. That will do it for this case. Litigants, for the next case on the way into the courtroom, right now. This is the plaintiff, Diana Mitchell. She says the defendant stole two family heirloom cast iron pots from her, and he won't return them. She doesn't know what this guy is trying to pull, but she wants the pots worth and is suing for the $3,000 she's owed. This is a defendant, Joseph Dubrow. He says the plaintiff gave him the old rusty pots and he restored them and added them to his 45-piece cast iron pot collection. When she decided she wanted them back, he returned them looking like new and is now being accused of stealing police. He's accused of pot theft. All parties, please use your right hands. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket. Uh, the plaintiff is saying the defendant stole two of her very expensive heirloom cast iron pots and will not return them or give the money back. The defendant says he cleaned the lady's pots and restored them and gave them back to her in pristine condition and he owes her nothing. 
It's the case of those are some precious pots. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome. Okay, Ms. Mitchell, what is going on here? Ms. Mitchell, um, I'm sorry, Judge Malian. Um, no, that's thank you. you. You're Ms. Mitchell. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for taking my case. Okay. Back in February, he was hired to come in my house to do some work, which he completed and was paid. Um, one day before he finished, he volunteered to clean two cast iron pots. One belonged to my great-grandmother, and the other one was um, a family heirloom. Well, both of them really were. Um, I trusted him by handing it to him in his hand. He reassured me that he was going to clean them and return them. He sent me a text picture of the pot that he cleaned, not the um, frying pan that had my initials on the back of it and written in a red, it was a red magic marker that I used to put my, put my initials on for some reason. Um, well, for what reason? You know, I, well, I don't know why, you, I didn't feel uh, like I'm I I'm sorry, is that, can I just ask you the stuffed animal that's in your hand? Oh, I'll put it down. It belongs to my nephew. Okay. <laughs> It's a little I'm distracting, sorry. so go ahead. I'm so Why did you write I your initials so on the on the pot and pan? I guess it was just a habit. As um, a retired kindergarten teacher, you're always writing your name on something. It's just a habit. Right, but when did you write your initials on this pot and in this pan? In front of him. And why yes, were you I handing did. it to him? Because according to you, he agreed to clean them for free? He, No, he never mentioned anything about charging me. It was never a price okay. mentioned about cleaning. I never gave him anything. I never said that you can have this. He, I trusted okay. him. I have a I question have for you. Ms. Mitchell, you, he was in your house because he was doing some handyman work, right? Yes, yes, he How much were you supposed to pay him for the work? $75 in the hole. He okay. doesn't, Mr. Jabro, um, you were hired by her to do a little handy work in there. You did it, she was happy with it. According to you, did she pay you the entire $75? No, she didn't, Your Honor. What did she pay you, according to you? She gave, she gave me $50. She said she had $50. And and then she, she said she would give me the balance later or something to that effect. And before I left, she asked me to come into the basement. She wanted to show me a couple of other things, because I told I was good at plumbing and doing other things also. So when I went down the basement, I see this rusty pot down there that's like it's been collecting water. It had at least, it had decades of rust on it. So... I picked the pot up and I said, you know, I restore these, you know, I restore pots, cast iron pots. I can restore this pot. Right. She said, well, you can have that pot if you just cook me some lima beans in it one day. I said, I will. We came back upstairs. She went to her, her chef rack and she pulled out another griddle that was a griddle that was rusty also. She said that was her grandmother's. And I told her I would, re you know, I'll restore it. And she said, just cook me something in one day. I said, sure, I will. So I took the pots. So when I, I started cleaning the pots, so I- Wait, wait, I, you before know, you clean I, the pots, stop, 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 stop. Before you clean the pots, you leave the place. So what I want to hear yeah. is what happened with your payment of $75. What exactly she did gave me, she pay you? She gave me $50. And then she told me, I said, I'll take, this. I said, I'll take the pots. I, or the, you know, right. I said, you can pay so, me, I'll take the two pots. According to you, the pots were the remainder of the payment. According to her, that's not true. And she paid you the whole thing. Either way, at some point, 
you're, you get them home, you restore them. How do you restore them? How, you, how do you get the rust off of those things? Well, what I do is um, I, I scrub them down with steel wool, or if it's, if it's heavy rust like was on hers, sometimes I put a, a wire brush into a drill, and I would, I would take the um, surface rust off, and I would oil it and prepare to bake it. So what okay. I did was I, I cleaned see, it. I can see over your left shoulder an amazing collection of, um, of cast iron pans. Turn the camera. I want to see the rest of it. Can you turn the camera just a little? Not if it's going to. Wow. Okay. It's phenomenal. All right. So when do you get a call from her saying, hey, where are my pots? Tell me how that goes down, Mr. Dubrow. After, after I sent her the picture of the pots and showed her what condition they was in after I started restoring them, then she started calling me saying, I want my grandmother's pots back. I said, you, you gave me the pots. And then she just started getting a rat. She came and knocked on my door. So I gave her the two pots back. I gave her the pot and the, and the griddle back. Then she said that I, I switched them. She said, those are not the pots that I gave you. Mine had initials on the bottom of them. I'm saying initials. Okay. How, how do you put initials on the bottom of cast iron unless you use an etching machine? Ow. <laughs> All right, so let me ask you this. When you restored them, did you ever, did you ever see any initials on them? I've never seen initials on any pots that I've restored. The only initials I've seen okay. is the... The manufacturers, the names, which would be Lodge, Griswold, Wagner, made in China, made in Taiwan. That's all you see on the bottom of cast iron. Some you don't see anything. Miss Mitchell, uh, he says he returned the pots to you because he didn't want a problem with you, and you had demanded that you wanted him back, so he says he returned them. What is it you're saying, that he didn't return the same pots? No, this is, the, this is one of the ones he returned. This is the second one he Can returned. You put it this one is not mine okay. either. Here's the frying okay. pan that he returned. This is not mine either. Here's the red permanent magic marker that I wrote my initials on in front of him. Joe, stop lying. Your Honor, I would not make... Can I? Why listen, would I li listen, 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 listen. Writing with a magic marker is useless. With a red marker on a pot that's full of rust that's going to get clean, that's not going to stick around. So the fact that they don't have red marker on the bottom of them isn't how you can prove to me that they're not the same pots. So what I'd really like to see are the pictures of what he showed you, and then I want you to show me what he gave. You have pictures that you've okay. given us in evidence that I'm looking at, right? And these mm -hmm. pictures... Let's look for, let's just talk about the one thing, which go. is the- That's the, that's the first one he gave me back. That's not mine. Okay, and is that what was in your hand a moment ago? No, that's not the one. What are you saying? I'm saying that one that you're looking at right now, when I first went to his office, he told me to come and get it, and he had him in a bag, and I opened up the bag in front of his door. I said, Joe, these are not mine. He said, yes, they are, get out of here. And he slammed the door in my face, I immediately went to the police department, filled out a report, and showed the, the 17th district of the material that he gave me back. Stop a second. Are the pots yes. that he gave you that day, the pot and pan he gave you that day, are those the ones that are in your possession now? No, I gave them back to him. And then he gave you a different pot and pan? Again. Okay. Yes, he did. Mr. Mr. Debro, did you originally hand her a different pot and pan? And then she complained, and then you handed her another pot and pan. What, what happened is, yes, she came, and I had some other pots that I was restoring. I grabbed it was a couple of bags of pots on the floor. I grabbed the wrong one, and I said, okay, I, get, I gave you the wrong pots. So then I gave her her pots back. 
that I gave her the correct How one. long did you try to pass off, though, because she thinks you're trying to pass off an inferior pot and pan to her. How long did it take for you to correct that problem? She came back a day later, and I told her, I maybe gave you the wrong pots. These are your two pots right here. And that's what I gave her, the pot okay. that she gave me. And how are we to trust you if you made the mistake the first time? Why should we trust you the second time? Because, Your Honor, the, the, the pots that I, the, the pots that she gave me, the pots that I gave back to her, if I was trying to switch some pots on her, I would not have gave her the best two pots that they made, which was the Griswold and the Wagner. And that's the two that I gave her back. It was the Griswold and the Wagner. Well, what were the ones you pots. tried to give her the first round? Well, what, what was it you tried to give her no, the first no, round? Was, were they, they Griswold they, and Wagner? I wasn't trying. No, no, they wasn't. No, there were some other pots that I was restoring for other people. I still have them here. But I gave her, I gave her the pots that she gave me back, which was the Griswold and the Wagner, and well, those are the you, best I, two pots But, but sir, I, you know, you lose a little credibility when I hear you admit that you gave her two other ones first. You know, can I ask you a question? How deep was the pot? See, I, when I'm looking at this, the only pictures you sent me is this this one in a text. That, that's my pot right there. All right. Um, and your honor, that, can I say that, also? Just a sec. Just a okay, second. I'm sorry. What is the difference between the pot in your hand and this pot right there? Is there any writing on the pan to say what what brand it is? is no. It, okay. Only thing is a um, is this print from the from the uh, cast iron company. That's about it. Okay. What's the company? What does that say? It says Warner Ware, made in USA. And it's like a cross in the center of it. Pot should be a Griswold, and the skillet is a Wagner. No. Well, according to her, that's not what it says. This says that's Wagner. What I, that's what I gave Put, her. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm, about, I'm sorry. It just says Wagner. It just says Wagner where, because there's a lot of dirt underneath of it. And what does the pan say? The same thing, but it says Sydney. No. All right, Ms. Mitchell, I have a question for you. How on earth are you going to prove that there is a $3,000 value for two pots that you gave the guy to clean or to keep? Well, Your Honor, how can you price an heirloom that's been in a family for over 75 years? I'm only, I'm being, I'm stepping out on faith and telling you, I know what my pants look like. I looked and tried to find the closest killet, skillet and kettle that was matching to my pan that was that was um did was you sold. because what you introduced into evidence text, was a 1700s cast iron one and that's worth a thousand and that's the size of firewood so that's not what you gave him exactly. that's the picture you gave me why don't you get so, right that's nothing at all close to what it is so uh how are you going to prove that a pan was worth three grand I could not find a pan exactly like the pan that belonged to my great grandmother. Also, that that would I, I just didn't know what to do. I'm 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 like, this has been such a nightmare. But but that pan that you're looking at right now, that is the pan that belonged to my great grandmother and mine and my family. This one that I'm looking at, and how is this different from your one in your hands? He cleaned it and he showed it. Right, he's showing how he's cleaning it. Can I see the one in your hands again? Turn it so that I can see it. No, no, just how you, uh, turn it so the inside is facing me.
I cannot see anything to distinguish the pen in your hand from the one in this oh. picture. Nothing, zero. I can find nothing to distinguish it. And this is a picture of your your grandmother or great grandmother's pan because these are ones that you got from his Facebook site when he was cleaning it. There is literally no distinction. These are the pictures that you introduced into evidence. Yes. Okay. That's 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 the picture right. that he sent me. Ms. Mitchell, you know, I feel bad for you because I know that you 100% believe the things you are saying and you believe that this guy, no you know, pulled the wool over your eyes. Yes, I understand did. that. I understand that you believe that. But there are two problems that we have in this case. One of them is you proving that this is a different item than what you gave him because you have no proof of what you gave him. You don't have a prior picture of this heirloom. Um, that you gave to him. A much better idea than writing with a magic marker on the bottom, if in fact you did write with a magic marker on the bottom, a much better idea would have been to take, please don't interrupt me, would have been for you to take a picture of the item, okay? But what you've introduced into evidence are pictures that he put on his Facebook while he was showing what he was cleaning, and this is supposed to show me that what he gave you isn't what you have, and yet it looks exactly like what you have. I have no idea if he tried to pull a switcheroo. I am very displeased with Mr. Dubrow that he originally gave you something different than what you gave him. He says it was an honest mistake. I don't know if it was an honest mistake or not. When I research the pot and pan that you have, they are a good pot and pan, but I have no idea whether he pulled a switcheroo on you, and if anything, the pictures you pulled and you introduced into evidence to show, look, this is the real one, and he kept it, look exactly like what's in your hand. And I do not find that you are able to prove that the ones you eventually ended up with are not the ones you gave him, but more importantly, I certainly don't find that you're able to prove that they're worth a figure that you picked out of the sky, which is $3,000. Based on that, I'm ruling in favor of the defendant. Joe, you are a liar. Joe, you lied. You are a liar. And when you go to hell, you're not, you're gonna have to deal with judgment day. You lied. Doug, he lied. I did not, what can I say? He's a liar. He came to me as a person that knew how to clean um, um, cast iron and other antiques, and I took his word, and now I know he's a he's a liar. He lied, and he know it, cause you caught him in a lie. All right, what about you, Mr. Devereaux? You didn't switch those on her, did you? No, those are the pots that she gave me, and beyond your honor, she didn't know what she gave me because they were so rusty, and she's never cooked them in all her life. She's never cooked in those pots. She don't even know what she has. She don't. She don't know what she gave me. I give people pots all the time. I'm not trying to, I, I have I have at least 40-something pots here. Why do I need her rusty pots? Okay. Well, I, the case is over. I, mean, and I, hope I just want her to leave luck. me alone okay. forever. That's all. Don't ever say that to me in her whole <laughs> leave life. You alone leave me alone forever. 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 <laughs> I think she got the Serious. message. I think she got the message. All right. Well, let's see what the judges think. This was a hard case. I mean, uh, a lot of uh, contradictory evidence. You might even say it was a real pot boiler. Oof, I knew something but, bad was coming. <laughs> but you sorted it out, and you were not convinced that she even knew what she gave him, just as the defendant, Mr. Devereaux, said at the end. Am I right? Yeah. But these things are pricey. They are uh, pricey. 19th century cast iron that people collect, and they're, they're priceless to the people who have them, I'm sure. Yeah. But, uh, I'm not sure that those were 19th century uh, cast iron, but... <laughs> But they're old, and um, she's 100% convinced right. that she has lost an heirloom. I, I yeah. know that. I know that's why she's so that's angry. That's unfortunate. A lot of bad blood left.
So Samantha from Charleston wants to know this. Hey, Harvey, love the show. And as a loyal viewer, I am thankful to you guys and that you found a way to continue on. Just wanted to pass that along. Huge fan, Samantha. Um, yeah, I mean, look, this has been a struggle for everybody in television to figure out a way of doing it. I will say um, our leader, David Scott, uh, has figured out a way of really making this look great. Um, and not all Zooms are great. Some are created unequal. And I think David has made ours really cool. We'll see you next time.